I'm Thomas Gideon, and this is the audio diary of a peculiar character. In it, I share thoughts about food, drink, beer, travel, music, and life in general in five-minute segments. You can read more at the companion site of A Peculiar Character at peculiarcharacter.com. I don't want to start a brewery. I know last time I enumerated the reasons why I do, but there are, at present, maybe an equal number of reasons why I do not. I've tried to turn a passion into a career before, at my last job. I learned a lot in the course of the attempt. One of the things that came out of that is that I don't think I will do so lightly ever again. It doesn't feel quite the same, but I'm afraid some of the same pressures would apply. In terms of needing a certain amount of security that I know I wouldn't be able to afford in starting my own venture like this. Also, while I may be a good brewer, and I haven't uh, successfully entered a competition yet, I have some entries in, I'm just waiting for judging, I don't know objectively if I am actually a good brewer. Regardless, even if I am, there's so much more involved in running a brewery that I have no experience. I, I might be good at those things, I'm afraid that I wouldn't be, or even if I was, the cost of learning on the job would make success at an endeavor like this that much more difficult. There seems to be a perpetual run of articles from the usual sources, the American Home Brewing Society, uh, craftbeer.com, any number of places that talk about the conversion from amateur to pro. The advice seems to be pretty universally that making good beer is not enough. I've read broadly enough and talked to enough people who have gone pro to understand that. It's about understanding the market. I may be able to make good beer. I may make beer that I know that I like. That's not the same as being able to make beer that sells and sells well enough to sustain and to fuel the growth of a brewery. Pro brewing equipment is vastly different from amateur gear. So much so that there's a, I think, pretty steep learning curve. It also seems to help if you're a bit more handy than I am in terms of being able to at least work on the electrical systems or the plumbing or a little bit of both. I'm afraid that that's something I would have to hire expertise for and that that would, in the early days, be a dear cost. Beyond that, all of that notwithstanding, there's some logistical stuff that just gets in the way in terms of, at the homebrew scale, I can make pretty much whatever I want. If I lose money on a batch of beer, well, I'm going to lose money on a batch of beer. I can't sell it. But if I spend more than what uh, I could sell it for, if I spend more than what I could buy a comparable commercially produced beer for, that's fine. It's usually not enough to make a difference in my estimation of uh, a particular project. It means that I can use specialty malts and ingredients that aren't cost effective at a commercial scale to use. Or if they are, they're just any number of inherent challenges in, in using those. Might uh, thin out the margins, maybe something that could only pr- be produced seasonally. There are some creative challenges inherent in translating recipes over to something that's commercially viable, but I'm really enjoying just creating the first version of the recipe in the first place and having an appreciation of the ingredients that I know I like without having to worry about availability. As an example, hops are not something as I understand it on the commercial side, that you can just go 
to a supplier and buy. They're in such demand and there's such a predictive market for these that often you're buying them on speculation or contract uh, several seasons ahead. If it's a particular variety that's in especially high demand, it just may not be possible to get them. Likewise for malts, you have to think about the quantities that you need for commercial brewing. I've stepped up in the last couple of years to a one fifty-five pound sack. That's still a, a pittance for most even small-scale commercial breweries. They often get those by the pallet load and go through those at an astonishing rate. If a maltster isn't producing those at that scale, tough luck. You could only get it as a home brewer. You can't easily get enough or get enough at a, at a cost that's bearable to do as a commercial brewer. All of this is to say, not necessarily that I won't start a brewery, just that I think I'm being open-eyed about the challenges inherent in doing it and why it is that I want to do it. I'll remain open to opportunity. You never know. My last job is ill-considered as it was, making that, that choice that at the time seems good and in retrospect I wasn't entirely prepared for happened because I was receptive to it. I'm going to try to remain receptive while mustering Maybe the point of, of this half of these two entries, mustering enough skepticism to make sure that I'm not making another foolish choice and that I prepare well and I do a better job of it should the opportunity present itself. I would like to thank the Internet Archive for media hosting and bandwidth. The views expressed on this program are my own and where applicable those of my guests and in no way reflect those of my employer or anyone else. This show is produced from 100% recycled bits. Except where noted, permission to recycle those further is granted under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States License. That means you're free to change this show as much as you like as long as you don't alter credits and you share your changes under the same license. Theme music is Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0